0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of Judging Nerd Culture. I'm Ollie. And I'm Jess. And today we're going to talk about the miseducation of someone.
1: Cameron Post. Cameron
0: Post. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> I <still laughs> literally <one.
1: laughs> just looked at it, it and just watched it. I,
0: I know. I felt like I was going to confidently sail through that and then I didn't. We're here to talk about the miseducation of Cameron Post. I don't yes. actually know how new this that movie is.
1: Um, I think it came out sometime last year, maybe the year before. I remember seeing commercials about it, but not not very much because I think it was more of a I don't know if it was an indie film exactly, but I know it was not as like big production or whatever.
0: Yeah, more of a of a little little thing.
1: Mhm. And we found this movie by um, scrolling through the YouTube movies, mm-hmm. because at first I wanted to watch Little Women or Emma, but it turns out to rent that on YouTube is like 20 bucks,
0: Which is an absurd price. Like, no matter how good that movie is, $20 rental?
1: Well, it might be because it wasn't theaters, because of how the world is right now. <laughs> they had to go straight to YouTube or straight to movie, and so they still have to make some money off of it. Um, I guess we found this movie and I said, Hey, at one point in my life, I did want to see this. So let's get it. Um, and I recommend <laughs> it. It's only, uh, I think five, $6 on YouTube to rent for 24, 48 hours, something like that. Um, it's it, really good.
0: Yeah. It's, it's splendid. Um, didn't, wasn't it what I was expecting to be honest.
1: <laughs> I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it would be maybe a little cheesy or oh, 100%. it would go in a different direction but it was pretty good yeah. i i was pleased <laughs>
0: <laughs> me too i 100 percent thought it was going to be some like really cheesy uh well this is what's happening now with like a some whole lot of nonsense going on or whatever mm-hmm. but uh no it, it took itself a lot more seriously but in a good way
1: yeah
0: and like <laughs> there was plenty of humor and whatnot that just it felt appropriate and it felt like the humor was being made in times by the characters when it's like, well, here's who I am as a person. Might as well make some fun of this.
1: Yeah. yeah it <laughs> Which just, is realistic. <laughs> yeah,
0: it felt good and right. Uh, uh,
1: so, uh, main character is Cameron Post or Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's how you say it. So, this movie is about her being gay and getting so caught. And it's like 1993, 19. 19- mm-hmm.
0: It was 93 because yeah, it okay. was the year I was born.
1: Right. And uh, showing your age there.
0: Yes, very <laughs> old.
1: Um, but she is being raised or at least living with people who are very uh, religious, very Christian. Um, in the sense it's the 90s um, and L- the LGBTQI xyz is not accepted as well uh they sent her to a camp Mm -hmm. which i'm pretty sure they don't exist much anymore like there's probably a few scattered here and there but i i feel like in the 80s 90s there was a lot Mm
0: of them there's probably a few that aren't considered Mm -hmm. you know re-education camps or whatever you want to call them because one that's that's a loaded term yes but uh they're probably just more Christian camps to get away. Because I know that after a period of time, especially in the 2000s, there were so many people who were, like, self-harming or killing themselves or bad things happening because of these pray-the-gay-away camps Mm -hmm. that people were just like, oh, this is bad. People are dying because of these things. And a lot of them were, like, closed down or different things were put into place that made them a little harder to exist. And I think... The ones that do exist currently kind of exist as, oh, we're not, we're not here for that, but like if a day comes our way, we tell them to pray, and uh, and they work around it by not specifically being for that, but definitely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Heck yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was actually really good. My the best part of it, without a doubt, was just all the characters. Yes, like obviously the story is impactful. It's an important thing that happened to a lot of people. It's very unfortunate, but the characters it's that's the whole driving force is just who they are mm-hmm. and learning about. It's beautiful.
1: It is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, we the the story follows uh, Cameron as she's caught macking out with her best friend slash girlfriend in Mm -hmm. the car of during like homecoming night and her boyfriend catches her and it's just it's very bad (laughs)
1: yeah and it's like the way everyone reacts seems to be realistic at, at some level for a 90s um homecoming thing um and i mean boy or girl female or male whatever if you find your uh Girlfriend? I don't know. Girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever cheating on you. You're going to be upset. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the way uh, Cameron's boyfriend reacts when he finds them, he's like, oh, my God. Oh, this can't be happening. This is so wrong. Oh, my God. Disgusting. I hate this. Oh, my gosh. This can't happen to me.
0: And you, The funny thing is, is he's off in the back. Like, you don't see his face. Mm-hmm. He's just off camera slightly yeah. looking over them. And you, just, uh, you can hear him say, <laughs> like... I can't believe this. Like, well, okay,
1: that's up to <laughs> I you. Mean, again. <laughs> are you sure you can't believe it? I mean,
0: yeah, but uh, it's, it was very. It yeah. was kind of funny, honestly.
1: And he he was like, you know, he really looked like a teenager. Like, <laughs> he had a little it. upper lip fuzz. He had kind of greasy hair that maybe he hadn't washed in a couple of days. Like, he was. She chose a beard, and I guess she just. <laughs> Didn't care who she chose, I guess. Really. Well,
0: I mean, no. She was strategic. She chose the most average boy. Which, no offense to the actor. You look fine and dandy. But, like, <laughs> character-wise, was just the most stunningly average person.
1: Yeah, he did a really good job at being <laughs> the character. Um, uh, and then Coley, the best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, She just starts bawling in the back seat. I mean... Yeah. You were, you did most of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were getting after it. Yeah. But like, getting caught is terrifying, you know?
1: That's true. And she reacts much differently than Cameron. Yeah. Cameron is obviously also freaked out. But she keeps her cool, you know? She tries anyway. She's like, get out of the car, like, yeah, come on, stop crying, get out of the car, we gotta go.
0: She keeps, you know, she's the only one who's, like, trying to, like, see what's going on, like, all right, he's freaking out, right, nope, you're freaking out, too, fuck, we need to do something, something needs to happen, mm-hmm. but nope, she just has to sit there while one person, well, how could you do this? Another person just will bawl her eyes out, mm-hmm. very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> and then she's sent away, but yep. Coley gets to stay at home.
0: Yeah, I mean, different family. Like, even though they were both part of the same Bible study, which is how they met, great. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I don't know. I guess her parents just didn't care as much.
1: Well, it's probably also because later in the movie, this might be a little um, early for this, but... um, Spoiler. Cameron gets a letter from Coley that's basically saying, hey... It wasn't cool how you took advantage of our friendship and you put your gay on me and I was vulnerable or whatever. Um, and that you find out that Coley is actually not the boyfriend, but Coley was the one who turned herself and Cameron into her parents. Um, and so that's why I think and Cameron went to camp and Coley didn't because she probably went to her parents and was like, hey, Cameron did this to me um i feel so bad i'm ashamed um i like boys really it's just she took advantage of me Mm -hmm. and our friendship and whatever and so they were like oh no our sweet (laughs) coley because like everybody loves you you can't be gay
0: yeah and this is like this is much later on in the movie when when we get this realization Mm -hmm. but immediately she becomes the second worst character
1: oh yeah she's (laughs) the worst even like you could tell in the beginning and like middle of the movie that she probably wasn't the best person i
0: mean yeah she was she seemed like the average uh, are not cool let's have some fun and do some weird stuff and then, but don't and then, tell and then. anyone
1: because <laughs> everybody loves me if they find out then yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: oh well <laughs> um some people are like that and that's life but <clears throat> it results in cameron going to this camp um and I like how realistic it, excuse me, how realistic it feels because she goes through ups and downs of being like, is this really like, am I actually sinning? Is this like something that's actually wrong with me? And like, I'm a bad person. Did I actually take advantage of Coley? Like, I did I do this because I'm some sort of monster? I'm evil and I actually do need to pray and I do need to get closer to God to become straight and to have a family and all this?
0: Yeah, it's really cool to see the whole uh, evolution and change throughout Mm -hmm. the movie because like she's not even religious for the majority of it. And she, even when she starts sort of like, I don't know, feeling some sort of like Like push towards it. It never seems like she's particularly religious either. Mm -hmm. But like there's still such like a progression of guilt to seeing like the way people react to her she's feels so i don't know beat up about everything and the way people judge her and how she, she's feels with uh especially after talking to her friend
1: mm-hmm.
0: like that that just sucks.
1: It, sucks it felt so
0: bad i i felt really genuinely sad about it
1: mm-hmm. there was a part where she's feeling particularly bad and guilty and just wrong about everything and she goes into one of the offices and hides under the table and calls her stepmom we find out Mm -hmm. not actually her mom it's like her stepmom or aunt or something yeah and she's like hey i know i feel really bad i want to come home if i told you i wanted to come home would you let me and then the woman starts kind of crying and is like well don't you want a family of your own like i'm doing this because i love you for your own good yeah. and and cameron's like yes you know like she she wants her own family but yeah. like in this situation her mom is saying don't you want a family that's stereotypical man woman children like
0: mm-hmm. and also like this whole scene is like a big deal a big part of it is that like the the stepmom isn't even being like yeah. mean like she genuinely feels like oh no you're doing this gay mm-hmm. thing and it's hurting your soul and all this stuff which and
1: it's, i liked yeah. no i didn't like that you know <laughs> <laughs> she responded that way but um i feel like it's true to some people um like some people would take it um very poorly and like be mean and like shun their child yeah. but she genuinely like not from a malicious place wanted yeah. wanted cameron to get better because she genuinely thinks you know it's something bad mm-hmm. um and i know people in my life who might react that that way
0: yeah and it's, it's really uncomfortable because it's so realistic and like obviously she's not the good guy in mm-hmm. this scenario she's still she's not but completely
1: bad. Exactly.
0: That's the thing. That's the thing with having this sort of belief set is that, like, you do these things that hurt someone else, but you're doing it out of a place of, like, wanting to be loving, even if it's not always loving. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird. And this scene really did a good job of, like, emphasizing and highlighting that that relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> do you want to talk about the uh, people who run the camp?
0: Oh, yeah. The brother and sister duo. Yes.
1: Rick. Rick is the brother. He's, like, the main youth counselor definitely has those vibes <laughs> he wants to be cool um and lydia rick and lydia mm-hmm.
0: rick wonderful person really sweet kind mm-hmm. individual lydia is a piece of crap yes oh, oh boy she's a rough i one.
1: mean <laughs> you find out that she Rick, her brother that she uh like was it re- reformed him or like yeah she cured was his, him she cause...
0: was his first uh trial run at Curing the gay. Mm -hmm.
1: And you can tell he's very unhappy. (laughs) Like, he's doing his best. He's working so hard to, like, be the best youth pastor he can be and be straight. And he's (laughs) dating this really boring teacher they have at the camp. And, like, from the outside, maybe they seem like a cute enough couple. But whenever they interact, you can see that he's just kind of, like, Uh, monotone like he would rather be with a dude (laughs) he
0: would rather be doing anything really (laughs) uh i honestly i really felt for rick rick thank you
1: (laughs) he was one of my favorite characters Mm -hmm. because like he was trapped there just like them basically Mm -hmm. he didn't want to be there but his sister is so like overpowering and manipulative Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's it's wild their entire relationship dynamic and just rick's backstory without like we get his whole story without actually talking to him much Mm -hmm. like he's not like one of the main characters where we see him do things he talks to other characters and like hey i'm gonna help you because i had this in my life but that's very brief it's very quick you see most of his like character development through how he deals with the things that happen in the camp and everything Mm -hmm. and it's like oh man this guy yeah at (laughs)
1: first you think maybe he's doing it because he wants to or because he thinks it's the right thing to do, and like they cry, cries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cries a lot. Uh, yeah, it's 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 wild because like there is with a few characters, including Rick, the sort of like brainwashy sort of taste to it, which is mm-hmm. kind of the idea.
1: I mean, yeah, that's what they do there.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a little uncomfortable, and it's so oh it's mm-hmm. so good. They did the actors did an incredible job of portraying that like internal like self conflict of trying to go with your programming versus feeling and doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and being a person and uh, it's fantastic
1: do you have a particular scene in the movie that really like struck you like it was your most powerful scene or just a scene that you really liked
0: Um... Hmm. honestly uh, I can't pick out one but if i had to pick out a scene that like i that i remember right away it's uh not anyone near as powerful as many of the other scenes honestly (laughs) but it's it's rick crying like there are other scenes that are just as powerful if not more with with uh cameron and her whole Mm -hmm. existence and everything going on with her but i don't know the the fact that you see this guy who's been through this program for so long like he's been years at this he's got a girlfriend for many years now, like all the stuff that he's been trying so hard and just seeing the years of conflict, I think that was pretty dark. Mm-hmm.
1: It was. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, the part where he cries, do you want to tell them why he's crying?
0: Sure. Uh, let's uh, bring in another character, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark. Another, Mar- yeah, yeah, Mark's his name. Another pretty great character. He's... He's a poster boy for this place, mm-hmm. honestly. He's he's, he's,
1: he's kind of like a young Rick.
0: Yeah, and you can tell that maybe it's
1: working, you know, working, whatever. Him,
0: yeah, or or what's or
1: that he's he's really working the system at least, at the
0: very least, because there are moments where Cameron and her roommate are at odds because Cameron's a little more well. I'm not really Christian. I'm I'm here because I have to be. I'm gonna do what I can to do whatever, and her roommate's a bit a bit more brainwashed than she is and it's it's a little more antagonistic and mark a couple times or at least once memorable time stepped in was like hey here's the words that i know will affect you so that you don't do this thing to cameron and and you can tell he's just like got it he knows exactly what he has to say how to say it he Mm -hmm. figured his place perfectly out Mm -hmm. and uh
1: he's wonderful Yes, um, a particular part where he he does something like that is when him and Cameron are working in the office, and <laughs> she's like doing paperwork, and he's doing something, and um, he asks her like, "Hey, do you do you believe in God?" Like, they do have this little him? chat, I guess, and you can see that he's trying to like help her, help her be maybe kind of like him, like. You have to at least kind of try to get out of mm-hmm. here, you know. Yeah, like um, sort of
0: pass on the lingo. Like you have to know how to how to pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is...
1: Yeah, but in doing that, he you can really tell that he's like he's trying to be chipper and he's trying to smile and like, hey, I I get to go home at the end of fall semester and um, I'm doing so good here. I love girls. <laughs> um. And then at the end of that scene, you can see his smile kind of like fall, and like his jaw clenches, and he's just—you can tell it's fake. <laughs> he's really unhappy. Um, and then he doesn't get to go home at the end of fall because the dad says um, you're too feminine still, and yeah. I can't—I can't have that in my house.
0: He's yeah. He specifically remarks that it being a weakness. You can't have that weakness in his home or something like that. And there's another really good scene
1: this is is, uh my favorite scene or at least one of them is when he they're at circle and mark expresses his uh feelings on his dad telling him he can't come home on the fall and he reads a um
0: passage a passage
1: yeah a passage from the bible that's his father's favorite um, I don't recall it right off the top of my head. But I know it's like there's a thorn in my side praying for God to take it away. But God's saying the thorn is there to make you stronger. Because in weakness you find strength. Mm-hmm. And Mark's like, I'm weak right now apparently. So why do I not feel strong? Mm-hmm. And he just keeps saying that over and over and over and over again. And getting really loud and like passionate about it. And then Lydia, the, this doctor... Um he's like doing push ups, you know, trying to like
0: he's showing off his strength. Like it's it's a whole theatrical yeah. thing. Like he stands up, he performs this mm-hmm. passage, gets down and just starts pumping out up push ups to prove his strength.
1: Mm-hmm. It's And he's making sense. And Dr. Lydia does not like that. She doesn't <laughs> like that he's making these points that are going to make the other kids in the circle say, Hey, he's he's right. Mm-hmm. Like especially what are we gonna do about this especially with him being <laughs> such a like
0: like a beacon of like this is an ideal child for this program mm-hmm. and then sh- just showing up in this state emotional state that's gotta be mm-hmm. uh, a, <laughs> a bit of a hit for everybody there yes.
1: and uh while he's doing the push-ups she he he won't stop because he's so excited um the doctor with her heels just kind of like takes one foot, and stomps on his back. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'll let you up when you can control yourself. And in doing that, I, d- I can't tell if he, like, had a bloody nose because she stomped on him so hard and he's like, face it. Or if it just, like, pushed all the air from him. And it just kind of, like, <gasps> he had to gasp. But he it really <laughs> affected him. And mm-hmm. it really showed, like, through the movie, you can tell <clears throat> her how much power and manipulation she has over everyone. But in this scene, you can really tell how much she kind of has hates, has a, has a hate for these kids, really. Mm-hmm. Like, she's disgusted by them. Yeah,
0: she she needs that control. She needs that power over them because of this whole situation. <clears throat> uh, and yeah, the bloody nose thing. It was after, like, after she had stepped on him, he does one more push-up and pushes her off. And then his nose starts to bleed. It might, might be, it was from the strain, like, pushing someone off you while doing a push-up. That's not easy and uh it was it was good that was a hearty scene mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, honestly this this movie is pretty much wolf of a scene like mm-hmm. from one to another
1: yes uh wrapping back around because i know we got stuck on mark um he is the reason rick cries
0: mm-hmm. because mark uh after all of this progress after all this i don't know potential and almost being able to go home and be himself for a little while. He gets this letter and he's clearly upset and nothing's get done that's done about it. Really he just gets sent back to his room gets whatever. And that night he tries to
1: hurt himself very yeah. badly.
0: <laughs> and uh he mutilates his genitals essentially and it gets taken away to the hospital. And uh it's the next day everyone's reacting to this and it's it's hard Mm -hmm. people are having a hard time dealing with this horrible thing that happened and uh yeah it was it was fucking good
1: Mm -hmm. and everybody's like well what happened to him like yada Mm -hmm. yada and rick is like what enough questions i'll come to you one by one we'll have a chat we'll counsel whatever and adam one of the friends that cameron um has grown to care about was Mark's roommate, so he saw everything. Mm, he's so the one he's found him. Yeah, so he's pretty... Shook up. Yeah, he's pretty shook up by it.
0: Adam's my favorite character.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty great. <laughs> but,
0: we'll get back to him in like a second. Uh, after everyone gets sent to the room to have an individual chat is when we get Rick's big tearful moment because him and Cameron have a little chat about what happened. He explains the, the whole genital thing. Mm-hmm. And her reaction is more of a... What the fuck is wrong with you, people? You knew he was not in good place. Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you help him? Do you even know what the fuck you're doing? Mm-hmm. And he just breaks down crying like, because he feels, one, awful that this happened to that child because of so many reasons. And two, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just trying to get by like the kids were. Yeah,
1: he's just there because his like, sister is basically making him do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's such a good crescendo of mm-hmm. emotion.
1: Like he, w- he would have rather probably talked to Mark and like told him, hey, let's just leave. Let's just (laughs) move out. I'll raise you and we'll be friends. You'll be my
0: wonderful gay son and we'll have a beautiful gay life together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, instead, it's it's sad. And, uh, yeah. But those aren't the only characters. There's a lot of really good ones. And a lot of them are pretty minor. Mm -hmm. Like, even the roommate, who would seem like an important character, and she is, to some extent. There's uh some tense and moments with her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she's a very odd girl. Um in in a way like Mark, she's trying really hard to get out except instead of kind of putting up this veil, like Mark, she is actually like yeah, doing the steps um and saying that like it it's god calling to her and mm-hmm. It was because of watching sports with her dad so much that she <laughs> has this gender confusion. Um, mm-hmm. And she, like, she gets mad every time Cameron, I guess, doesn't really try as hard. Uh, but there are little bits where she's kind of like, mm, I'm still coming. Yeah, <laughs> but like,
0: no matter how brainwashed you are, I guess the gate kind of just comes yeah. on through once in a while. Uh, one particular night... I guess Cameron's having a uh, <laughs> spicy dream, <laughs> and it wakes her roommate up uh, into a spicy experience altogether, and they have a, a bit of an encounter, and yeah, it's this this character is just so I don't know sporadic. Mm-hmm. She's she's clearly involved in this entire like system. She's all in. She's trying not to be gay, and it's it's out of thing i think for watching her is one of the more like uncomfortable because it's so clearly like ooh she's this is not going to end well for her
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> uh but uh some of the other characters are pretty minor there's a nice lady who likes to sing she's
1: helen Mm-mm. yeah
0: she also has a moment with the camera where it's like why don't you ever feel anything and it's it's a lot of that there's a lot of people just sort of Reacting to each other's energy and the mm-hmm. emotions in the room, but the other two characters that I would say really matter are Adam,
1: Adam and, and Jane,
0: and Jane. Uh, Adam is a Native American kid.
1: Yes, he's two spirited.
0: Yeah, which is not equivalent to, but like connected to transgender and all sorts all sorts of other mm-hmm. things.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know enough about it. All I know is that in the movie, he says. That he has two spirits, um, the spirit of a male and a female, and the female is, like, killing or taking over the male part of him.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Jane, who, I guess, lived in a cult
1: for a while? I mean, she lived in a commune, and they grew weed, and she helped with that when she was a child,
0: which apparently um, somehow had an adverse reaction to her sexuality. Yes.
1: And her parents having an unconventional relationship. And in this scene, when they say that, you see her sitting on a picnic blanket, like, I don't know, playing with toys or something. And behind her <laughs> is, like, her mom and dad and another woman. And they're all macking that was out. was
0: another dude, I think.
1: I don't know. Either way, there's three people.
0: And they were going to town. I'm and you like, only
1: need two people to have a baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: in most cases i mean I don't, I don't know
0: also like i'm all for that obviously i'm, I'm a big proponent of polyamory or just any sort of sexual experience you want but like i don't think i'd be comfortable macking out that hard in front of a,
1: a mean, in front of your child yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know i mean it's a and they're they're all about yeah. free love and everything and i mean having jane be around that is just gonna teach her that it's okay you know like it's fine to <laughs> Express your love for someone, um,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean that's all good. Still, I'm not gonna bone in front of my four year
1: olds. They weren't going that
0: far. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I think the idea of of that just creeps me out because, like, the idea it makes me think of me as a child watching my parents make out, and it's like, Ugh.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways. That's why she's there. She also has one leg. It's not really part of the plot. She just has it, and it's very useful for hiding stuff in, and it's really kind of funny. Yeah, she she's, <laughs>
1: that's it. She, she smuggles
0: <laughs> stuff around the the camp yeah. in her uh, fake leg, and it's
1: M- mainly candy and weed. <laughs> <laughs> mainly candy and
0: weed. Uh, uh, she's the, she's the funniest character. I yeah. like her a lot.
1: Uh, and you, when you get to the part where Cameron gets to the camp, you think. All this is Cameron's actual new love interest. Mm-hmm. Except they don't, they don't really become love interests. Huh? Because just because you're gay doesn't mean you love every <laughs> other gay person that's out there. True. Um, they just become really good friends.
0: Yeah, and it's a very nice friendship, honestly. It's very supportive. And within the first few scenes where, like, beyond just seeing the character, but the first few scenes in which they actually interact, mm-hmm. Jane almost immediately goes oh your friend didn't have to she brought up her friend and jane was immediately oh no she's trash yeah like, she didn't even like, know <laughs> any about the, anything anything that happened she just instinctively was like
1: mm-hmm. this yeah, girl she, sounds like bad yeah. jane was like no coley did a bad thing to you like don't feel guilty about what you did because coley is the one who is a coward and who turned you in she's a snitch she's a rat she's like mm. she did it too. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. But Cameron, at this point, she still feels she's like, well, what if it is me? What if I am the the monster? What if I am the the gross perverse one that yeah. that did this to Coley, and now I've screwed up her life and messed up my own.
0: All sorts of uh, all sorts of like self hatred and confusion. Is it's a really good reflection of like an internal monologue throughout this entire movie uh and her uh, her jane and adam are the the most like at least for me relatable characters in the show where it's just Mm -hmm. like they know everything here is crap and unlike some people who are trying to like go through the system and just kind of make their way out like mark was they're just like "Mm, i'll be here and i'll follow the rules but also fuck you in this entire place
1: Mm -hmm. and like they're both realistic because I feel like there there was or is a lot of people who go to those camps and try really hard to get better and try to uh, become straight um, because they have that family or that community that they really care about still and who they will lose if they are gay mm-hmm. um, but then there's the other half that, they go to these camps and they're like, "No, this is wrong. Like, who cares about my community? My community doesn't care about me. Yeah. I'm gay. What about it?" <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> <You know? clears throat> had a had a tickle in there. That's gay. <laughs> uh, I remember what I was gonna say.
1: I don't know either. I like the ending. Mm-hmm. It was very <laughs> open-ended, but I did like it.
0: Mm-hmm. I I thought it was appropriate. Hated it though for so many reasons. Oh well, yeah, I because good, it, doesn't it doesn't
1: explain anything. Doesn't explain anything. But at <sighs> least you know they're happy. At least <laughs> yeah. for a second until they figure out what to do.
0: <laughs> until they figure out oh now there's life to also deal with mm-hmm. in nineteen nineties. Yeah, nineteen nineties gay life. Good I luck. mean.
1: Whatever place they go to, they can find, like, a small little job. And then yeah. all three find a dank little apartment. <laughs> and not dank in, like, the cool way, but... Dank in the... Musty, wet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even actually talked about what the ending is. So, like, another spoiler warning, because this is, you know, the climax, the finishing <laughs> crescendo here. Uh, after a few hours... Not a few hours, but after a good amount of time of... uh Cameron and Jane and Adam becoming best friends and seeing their growth and develop and seeing Adam and Jane sort of rebel against this whole machine. And you see Adam uh, get, a, get a bit of a a personal <laughs> treatment from the, the, the leading camp counselor lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's upset with his hair and shaves them. And it's there's a lot of moments where there's potential for friendship, intimacy, and they, they're always taken. They always console each other and support each other. And then after mark yeah after mark's big thing Mm -hmm. adam's no one's doing good and adam feels pretty bad he they talk about how he feels that it was
1: yeah it was his razor
0: because mark didn't even say Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was his razor that he used and like he's the one that found them like there was a lot of obvious trauma and the three of them talk through things and console each other and eventually decide yeah, no, we're pretty fucking done with this place.
1: Yeah.
0: And they decide to leave. And they do. They just walk away. <laughs> That's the end yeah. of the movie.
1: They they go for a hike and don't come back. Mm-hmm. Um which this scene is like, the second half of the scene is really, like, hopeful, really happy, really bright, really fun. But yeah. the first half is so sad. Because
0: here comes Rick.
1: Yeah. Rick. Because they ha- they wake up super early. Uh, like, it's still, like, misty out. It's very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they're having breakfast in the cafeteria or whatever it is. And Rick comes along. He's like, oh, you guys are up early. What are you going to do? And they're like, oh, we're going on a hike. And he's like, "Oh, maybe I can come next time." And they're mm-hmm. just like, mm, <laughs> "Yeah, maybe next time. Yeah, that'd be fun." And Adam's really the only one like giving him the time of day, like trying to talk to him and make him feel good. You yeah. Know, the, the Cameron and Jane are just kind of like,
0: "Yep, we're going."
1: Yep, being quiet and. I mean, Reserved.
0: they're trying to hide a secret that they're about to do. Yeah. But like, it's very sad because you can see in Rick just how lonely he is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The the scene is just they're they're hanging out eating stuff and he joins them he's like, hey, you mind if I sit down? Yeah,
1: because like you can you, he's excited. Yeah. Like you can tell normally he has breakfast alone, but these kids are up early. He wants to find a friend, even if it's in a seventeen year old.
0: <laughs> and, like, then they leave and the scene just kind of lingers on him slowly eating his cereal. And it's unpleasant and kind of painful.
1: I think that's the point. Like it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable and sad and lonely, just like he is. Yeah,
0: it, it did a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, they, they leave and they hike and they hike and they keep on going until they find a pickup willing to throw them in the back and take them to whatever the nearest big city is. Mm-hmm.
1: To um, I think deal. It, it takes place. I think in Montana. It's based off a book, and I think the book is in Montana. I don't know if the movie is, but...
0: Eh, let's yeah. just go for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, take them to the next place that they might be able to find a job and start their lives. They've essentially run away. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, they're about to be 18 years old or so, so it's not, like...
1: No one can do anything about it.
0: Yeah, not for, very, not for too much longer, at mm-hmm. least. And... That's that's the end of the movie. They laugh at each other. They have a good time, uh, trying to throw the guy on a motorcycle, and it it leaves so many other characters with unresolved things. And mm-hmm. there's no neat like ending to anyone's story. Even theirs doesn't end. It's just like, well, now we're gonna go have other hardships. And it's like, god damn it. This makes sense. This is a good spot to end. But what about her roommate? What about... what? What? what and Rick and... And it felt bad. And I yeah. hated it. But it was very good.
1: Yeah. I I, I kind of wish I would have told Rick, like, Hey, we're uh, hiking out of here. You want to come?
0: <laughs> oh, that would have been so cute. But, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think he would have. He would have been too scared, I think. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he probably doesn't really know how to do much other than be... A youth pastor. Mm-hmm. And that's not really what he wants to do, but...
0: oh, <laughs> well, maybe one day he'll be able to leave and start his own youth pasture place that's a little more pro-gay. Yeah. Like the ones downtown or whatever. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's the whole movie. We talked pretty in-depth about it, which... Yeah.
1: It, it was a really short movie. Mm-hmm. A lot happened in an hour and a half. Yeah. And normally it's like hour 45, two hours, two and a half,
0: so... Yeah, it was pretty truncated, and, uh, like, it, even, regardless of, like, everything we've talked about, if you haven't seen it, mm-hmm. what one, we threw in spoiler warnings, so, you know, that's on you, but two, <laughs> still go watch it. It's, like, just talking about it isn't as impactful as seeing these emotional mm-hmm. portrayals, because they're done very well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't really think I need to give, uh... <laughs> Uh, any other final words i'm giving this like a 10 for me like this felt very strong emotionally yeah and i i I liked it
1: i'd give it a, a 10 as well because i think it was well written i think the cast was pretty awesome they all did a really good job of making you feel what they uh were meant to i guess um a good job embodying the characters that they were meant to be and uh, even though the ending was open-ended. I mean, everybody's story is continuing on. The story doesn't end just there, so yeah. it makes sense.
0: So yeah, go go watch it if you <laughs> haven't. Uh, and if you have, let us know what you think about it in whatever comment section exists for whatever medium you're watching or listening <laughs> to this. Uh, and remember to do all the other like, subscribe, share, do whatever we're supposed to do with media <laughs> Uh but thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.